Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another segment. With me in the hot seat is Beate Chalet, and here is a bit of about who Beate is. She is a growth architect and founder of the Women's Code and provides visionaries and leaders with proven strategies, blueprints and growth maps that provide clear steps to improve business systems, strengthen leadership skills and teams so that our clients and audience can maximize profit and scale their impact. Beate is known as a straight shooter and her ability to inspire, empower, and overcome adversity. Her super skill is working with unique personalities and big thinkers and building executable systems. At a first-generation immigrant who found herself $135,000 in debt as a single parent, Beate bootstrapped her passion for photography into a global business that licensed content into 79 countries. She's, she exited into a multi-million dollar deal when she sold the company to Bill Gates. She is also the podcast host of the Business Growth Architect Show and listed amongst the top 100 global thought leaders by People Hum and one of the 50 must follow women entrepreneurs by HuffPost. So without further ado, please welcome the woman behind it all, Beate Chalette. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. How are you, Genesis? I'm excited to be here. I am super excited to have you, Beate, because I always like to read my guest bio when we're actually doing the interview. So there's a wild card factor because I don't want to know about you beforehand because I want it to be very organic. So when I just read your bio, I was like, wow, what an impressive background. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, then let's dive right in and let's uh, get and I, I trust you're going to pull all the nuggets out for your audience. Absolutely. So the first question I want to use as an icebreaker. So where are you originally from? Because I'm also first generation American. I'm, uh, I'm originally from Germany, and I was born and raised in Germany. And I've been here for a very long time. I, ne I, I jokingly say I've been here in California so long that I'm now now a California blonde. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. So let's jump into women entrepreneurship and strategy because one from a woman to woman and me coming out of a corporate background where I spent 15 years in corporate, 12 of those years were in oil and gas and energy. Sometimes I feel like women, we second guess ourselves a lot of time because we're afraid to take that leap of faith because we're so busy at what other people may think or say when in actuality, the ball is in your court and you just have to start by taking action because without action, you're not going to turn those dreams into reality. Let's be honest. Yes, I think that uh, the first thing I would like to point out is that we have to also remember how our entire system is built, the structure of the system is built. So the system is built that you learn information, 
And if you know how to regurgitate existing information, you get an A. So if you're a good girl, if you do what other people tell you and you regurgitate more of the information, you get more A's. And so we are oftentimes raised in that belief system that the whole world operates like that. So, so we get a task, we regurgitate the task, we do it exactly like we're being told, and then we get an A. And when we go into corporate America, we find out that the people that know how to bend or break those rules do generally much better. But we are so trained in being well-behaved and doing the right thing that what is expected of us to succeed, that we feel very uncomfortable stepping out of that. And in our spare time, we go read articles about how to be the best mom to again, find information from other people that already exists to see if we can incorporate that and then, you know, kind of make ourselves better. So women are in this perpetual race of wanting to make ourselves better, the better version. Now, when you get into leadership, nobody cares about that because suddenly they ask you about what's your vision. And instead of telling them your vision, you tell them why you have a right to exist. And so you constantly justify why you are even at the table or why you should have a seat at the table. And that is such a turnoff for other people who grabbed the seat at the table because it was available. They didn't ask anything about that. While you're still out in the hallway justifying why you should be in the room, every chair has been taken while you weren't watching. And then you wonder why nobody ever sees you wilting away as this beautiful flower in the shadows of other people and generously give an opportunity to you. And so as women, we are always challenged to justify our subject matter expertise. And I bet that happened to you after you were 15 years in corporate. I bet to the last day at corporate, somebody challenged your subject matter expertise because everybody's trained to do that with women. Why? Because if it can take out 50% of the competition just by intimidating you and you falling for it, they win, you lose. Yeah, Absolutely. Why, right? <laughs> so what we as women have to understand, that's a strategy. And if you fall for it, that's on you. So here's my first tip. And it's, it's so simple. Everybody's going to go like, seriously? So when somebody comes and challenges you on, you know, well, so how do you know, how do you know that that's even true or these numbers are fake? This is what you do. You go <laughs> and you move on. Okay. Let's, let's stay there for a little bit. You laugh and you move on because you don't owe that individual an explanation because their thoughts are just that, their thoughts. And sometimes people who are coming up to you asking for that are trying to see how they can psych you out to know what your mind frame is, is what I'm getting out of that. 100%. So it is a, a strategy to find out if you're following it, if you're taking the bait, if you're stepping into a trap, and if you allowing an old trick, which is to challenge your subject matter expertise, if you're going to fall for that, because the minute you fall for it, you already lost. The minute you open your mouth and start to explain or justify why you're there, um, or you know, or something, I, I, I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd quickly laugh and say, "Wouldn't you like to know?" And then I'll move on. 
I mean, you are there as the authority. You have just as much as a right for anybody to be there. And even I get challenged every single day. You know, I have a guy on YouTube and I was publishing data about from, you know, reputable sources like Gallup and Deloitte. And it says that women in board positions help organizations in the financial industry to get a 60% higher return on investment. I mean, that's a, that's a fact. That's a data number. And the guy goes like, you're making these numbers up. And I just go, LOL, take it up with Deloitte. Because yes, you're right. Because you're right. All women are idiots, even though we are 60% of all college degrees. And all men are smart, which is why all men should have the job. Well done. Go ahead. Keep going. Great job. I mean, what else is there to say? It's like, you're an idiot. You don't know the numbers. I do. So go ahead, do whatever you need to do. But no, there's a straight no here. And I love that you stood your ground, you had confidence and you did not allow what his comment to say to sway you because how many times do women in professional settings allow a man to sway her decision because she feels like his addition may be more valuable than his no, his decision is not more valuable than yours, nor is his input. There is diverse thought. And just because he feels a certain way does not make his feelings valid or relevant whenever you are the subject matter expert in the room. You have to know how to remain steadfast and hold your own. And it's going to come with consequences because I've been called aggressive. I've been called, quote unquote, a witch with the B and etc. And you know what, that's your opinion. I'm sorry that you don't, that you and I can't see eye to eye, but I'm obviously the subject matter expert here. And I'm the one at the front of the room while you're the one in the chair. Yes, I like that a lot. And that will happen to strong women all the time. Another thing that I do when something like that comes up and somebody comes right swinging at you, I'll just, I'll, I'll do a, a, a frowned eyebrow and I do a, hmm, and I'll just pause for a second. Uh, for those of you on the audio, Kinsey Genesis is just laughing right now. She knows exactly what's coming. And so I just do a, hmm, that is interesting. Or I say, oh, that's an interesting thought. And here's how we're going to do it. Like you, you give it no value. The minute you give it value, that's the problem because you're acknowledging that they have a right to say something so outrageously stupid. So you just, you just go, hmm, that's a, there, there, there is a thought, but here's how we're going to do it. And you just, you keep moving on. You will not allow any of this to stop you. And that, that's how, how they learn. And what are some other ways that for women or as well as men, because I want to play into it, because sometimes there are men who feel like they're incompetent based on the guy in the room who speaks the loudest or over or tries to overtalk them because he is trying to overcompensate him, himself. Um, how can they stand their own and walk with their truths? And knowing that what they're about to deliver is something that is worthwhile, because I see it depending in, on what industry you're in, like oil and gas is very cutthroat. And if you are that meek individual in the room, you're going to get ran over. But we also need to make sure that there is respect that's involved because so many times people forget the respect and they forget the boundaries. 
Yeah, so there's a couple of ways to address that. So the way Jeff Bezos got everybody on the same page before a meeting is that no PowerPoint was allowed, but there was a synopsis that the person who was presenting had to had to write and nobody was allowed to speak until everybody had read the document. So if you are on the introverted side or you find very often that you are not getting the credit that you deserve, I would do something very similar to that. I would write it out so that way you don't have the what about me, what about me, which makes introverts on a higher rate uncomfortable to to basically just run up and yank the spot that the microphone out of John's hands uh, and just say this because you always have to reframe this to a positive you said this is so important to me that I have taken the time to give it to you in writing so that we all operate from the same set of information this is how critical this is I'm not making stuff up. I actually sat down. This is in preparation for what I want to say. So here, here's what I, um, uh, let's just have this go around. Then I want to give you 60 seconds to review what's on this piece. And then I want to tell you what you're looking at. So again, it is about a reframe of your personal abilities, your, your personality preferences, and then figuring out a way that works for you to uh, be in that moment. Somebody who is an extroverted intuitive person, you can throw stuff at them and they will shine. Somebody who is an introverted feeler can't or, or is more likely to not be able to do that, but stand there and goes like, man, that just hurt my feelings. And then it was like, oh, seriously, we're talking about your hurt feelings right now. This is a business. This is a business. Facts matter here, right? And boom, you're already out. So if you have a different personality type, then you would say something like, how good is it if your systems and processes are the best there is and people don't want to use them? Don't you think we need to make sure that people want to use your processes and systems? That's what I bring to the table. That's why I wanted everybody to calm down and take a pause and for one moment, look at X. Mm. Now you have a very powerful proposition that everybody goes like, hmm, whoa, what just happened here? That's what we're trying to do in any situation, whether we're entrepreneurs, business owners, founders, a startup, in a corporate setting, we have a smashing career. As leaders and visionaries, we are always in charge. That's a really good point and strategy, Beate. And one of the other things that I've used, and let me know um, if you agree with this, Whenever I was delivering a meeting and I felt cut off and someone interjected where their interjection was not warranted, I said, thank you so much for bringing this to the forefront. That sounds um, amazing, but let's tailor that conversation and we'll have a sidebar at a later time because depending if there's a C executive in a room or depending who's influential in the room, I don't want to dismiss them because then they can easily say XYZ had a comment and you did not um, relate to their comment or you did not hear them out because that's a big thing depending on what industry you're in. So how do you feel about that statement? I think you did that. That's exactly what I would do. I probably would, would add my, my, my signature. Hmm. That is a really interesting perspective. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Let's put it in the parking lot. And uh, that way you and I can talk about it later, but great point. Thank you so much for bringing this up back to what I was saying. 
and then you just move on gracefully. And then you move on. You always move on. Moving on is the, the goal is always to move on. Yes. And then another question that I had for you, Beate, is you're definitely a force to be re reckoned with. Um, you wouldn't have reached the level of success that you have without grit, without consistency and persistence. So tell me, what was it like building a scalable business and then having the ability to sell it to Bill Gates? I think, uh, and I hope it's okay if I say that, it's it's called a lot of oh shit moments where you <laughs> Where you, where you build the business and you go, oh shit, did I just do that? Oh shit, did this just, just happen? Or oh shit, now I have to deal with that because it's always like a domino effect. Like you do one thing and then 15 other things are falling apart. So part of being a business owner is you really have control only over two things. And one thing is the piece that you start with, which is our starting point. The other piece is where you want to go. And so I knew where I was. I knew that I wanted to build an equity-based business that I wanted to sell. I had no clue how I was going to get from one point to the other point. But in mindset work, what you are learning is that you only really need these two points, that the path appears when you make the decision for the goal that you are walking toward to. That, you know, I always um, compare this to the Indiana Jones moment where he's in the Temple of Doom and he has to cross from one side to the other and there seems to be no path and then he's taking this like step and he's closing his eyes and he's thinking he's going to fall down in the abyss and then boom there's there is a rock it was an optical illusion so very much like that for us most of the time the the path appears and then sometimes you go a step and it is the wrong step let's hope you don't fall in the abyss but uh there is another way to go there so what was it like for me it was for me it was an unbelievable amount of work you know I was a single mother I'm an immigrant I have no family here and I had to figure out how to build a business in a recession and I overcame fires floods riots earthquakes September 11th a lawsuit and a tsunami all of which caused incredible damages to my business and I had to start over and over and over again until finally I got to the point where I knew that it had to make money while I wasn't there. I knew that it had to be something that I enjoyed doing, that all of what I've ever done before suddenly amounted to that. And I knew that I needed, a, needed to get a lot better at strategy, figuring out what is my strategy, what are the systems that I'm building, and how do I build and grow my authority to get to this point. And once I followed that piece, which in my work, you know, as a growth architect, I cover in the five star success blueprint. When I work with my private clients and in my mastermind and help people to grow their authority by following these steps is that you understand that there is really a cadence to business. There are steps, markers you need to hit. And it's, it's different for every business, but the markers are the same. The team's the team. It just depends on who is on your team. The systems are the systems. It's just a question of what systems they are that are right for you. And so you learn that you don't have to reinvent everything on your own, that people have done this before. The expertise already exists. People have successfully mastered this before. You have to follow the path. You have to figure out what the path is. Follow the path and then make it your own and be prepared for everything. And then the day comes and 
you get the knock on the door and it's a Bill Gates company and they're offering you millions of dollars for what you've done. Well, actually, first they wanted it for free. And they asked, they said, can you tell us how you do it? And I said, absolutely not. It's like, what? Why would I, why would I give it to you for free? If you want it, you have to pay for it. And so they said, how much do you want? And I mentioned a multi-million dollar amount. And they said, okay, fine, let's do it. Yes. So what I heard as you were explaining that was strategy. You learn from your failures and learning from those failures, you begin to apply what you learned always seeking knowledge and the knowledge that you sought, how to apply it back. And another thing, you work not only in your business, but you worked on your business. And when you transition to the on, that's what made your business sellable as well as scalable because you can't sell a business with yourself because they can't buy you. So you need to work on your business where your business is making money without you having to do the transactional piece inside of your business. So a lot of times when people begin to scale up, they automate, they outsource, and they make sure that they use the rinse and repeat. So that way they could focus their time and energy on something else. Would you say I summarize that well? I actually am going to do one better. You are hired. <laughs> please, please, please come and come and come and come and be with me every day and do that. Yes, that was awesome. Thank you. And Beate, I want to be respectful of your time commitment. Would you be in a position where you could share those five tips high level? And of course, for you listeners and viewers, if you want to learn more information, you need to pay to play. Exactly. Yes. So um, the five steps of the five star success blueprint are you have to first make sure you got your idea flushed out. What is it? Who is it for? Who wants to buy it? Once you have that, then you build the offer and the offer obviously has to be for the right person solving the right problem. Then you build your system because you figure out how you're going to deliver that and how you're going to reach your people and build the leads. Then you go and move on to your team. And once you and build the team, because only once you have the idea, the offer and the systems, you even know who you need to manage all of that. And the fifth star of the five star success blueprint is you stepping into your leadership, because that's when you have to back off on the ownership and step more into being a leader. Beautiful. So I wrote those down briefly. So flesh out your idea, build your offer, build your system build your team and step into leadership. And those are just high level y'all. So definitely there's more components that go involved into that. But as long as you take kind of like the high level and you work on it and make sure that you're learning each time and refining what you're learning, then you could really walk out your success, but you have to take actions on a daily basis. You need to be coachable and you need to have something that is sustaining. How are you solving people's problems? How are you adding value? How are you being an asset versus a liability. So Beate, what is your call to action for this segment? Yes, so for everybody who has listened and heard something that they're inspired by, you can of course follow me on Instagram, listen to my podcast, The Business Growth Architect Show, or go to successblueprint.biz and uh, get your insights on the three essential foundational elements on how to grow your authority and scale your impact.
Woo. And you know what they say, construction people and architect folks can't build a sturdy home without that blueprint. So just like they use a blueprint, you need to have a blueprint for your life, for your business, and combine the two so you can live life optimally. Until we chat next time, make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. For those who want to see the video, you can find us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to shower you all with gratitude. And thank you so much for listening to my guests and myself with the topics that we bring to the forefront. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So thank you so much for your consistent support. And until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Be an asset, not a liability, and level up in all areas of your life. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.